Have you made an honest review? Jump onto fifthwrist.com and read real takes by real owners about their watches. And of course, get involved and write about what's on your wrist. Fifthwrist.com is your independent space to talk watches. Who says shut up? Hello, five seconds is up. Hello, this is Rob. Uh, sorry, welcome back to the Rob and the Regulator show. This is Rob and the Regulator is with me, Good joining evening. me. My best, best, best friend, Alex. And colleague. And colleague. And me. You know what? That, oh, yeah. oh, hang on. Hang on, Donald. <laughs> and we've got a guest. We've got a special guest. They're all special guests. Um, but this is a special, special guest from Daniel Wellington in Melbourne. <laughs> now, we've got Donald joining us. People will know Donald from the, the person who did the, the theme tune. Well, they might not know him from that. But... Show, the theme tune that people would yeah. just have heard. Yeah. Oh, true. True. Yeah, brilliant. By the way, excellent work, Donald. I was impressed from the from the get go. Oh, it's perfect. At least you can say everyone listening has heard that song. There's thousands of people in Zimbabwe that have heard that music. Oh, there's whole spin-off yeah. groups just just playing that music on all sorts of instruments over there. I, <laughs> I, I don't. I remember what Alex was asking for at the time, but I um. What did he ask for? What was the brief? He, he said make it uh, like moody and um, <laughs> and you know. Moody. What it ended up being was um, Pantera's Cowboys from Hell. If Pantera were actually cowboys with guitars, so. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, that's that right. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I think I said mysterious, sexy. Um, right. I think I said Moody as well. Yeah, there was quite. A, there was quite. It was quite a complicated brief that I gave him. People were giving me shit at work saying I was being too demanding of what I'll get him to do. <laughs> rewrites and stuff like that but i think it ended ended well is it five how long is it? is it it was more than five seconds isn't it oh it was about 20 seconds i think yeah um, oh, so i'm glad beautiful. you found five seconds in there that was <laughs> yeah okay no it was good uh, if that, that's your you know that's your, your five seconds of fame every every week basically you get more than most people you, you, you're the, the one start and the end five seconds and the end yeah yeah. Yeah. If you want a sequel, let me know. There's not much else to do in Melbourne right now. Well, <laughs> right, oh, well you'll notice that mostly, usually, when we start, I mess it up, I mean, or I come in too early or too late or whatever, too early usually, because I haven't got time. Oh, to well, I didn't realise you can't you can't hear it when it starts. So no, I can't hear a thing. Mind you, I think Alex can sort of <laughs> put it where he wants, and he tricks me sometimes. I try and start early, and then he yeah. puts some music on, and then I don't start <laughs> early anyway, so it's pointless. No. I'm trying to trick him. I'm trying to catch him out. Okay, we covered the we covered the theme. No, thing. no, no. Hang on. It's only three minutes yet. We can waffle on a bit more. What do you want to talk about? Watches or something? Well, I wanted to. Um, I, I've told a number of times on the podcast. I think, if I remember rightly, the story of how I came to know Donald before he started working with yes. me, and when he started working with me. And I'd like Donald to tell that story a bit before he goes into his love of watches and what he's into. And stuff. I was going to get there. I, I was like going to ask you his version of events. Yeah, the true version. It involves watches. So, um, uh, my, my previous job was at Levi's, and I was, um, I think it was a busy Saturday shift, and uh, Alex came up to the register to buy a pair of. Um, Leopard print jeans. jeans. Oh, not like. <laughs> yes. They were actually girls' jeans that not a lot of girls bought, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and they they had like a 
had a letter from him that was made in in a denim colour, and um, he, I noticed he was wearing an Amiga Speedmaster, and I don't remember which one of us commented first, but I, I had my 50s bumper Seamaster on that day, Ooh. and he uh, he obviously cottoned onto that. We probably would have chatted for a while, but it was uh, from memory, it was a bloody busy day. Well, I remember seeing you a couple of times in that store and seeing that watch and thinking, oh, I wish that guy would ask me what why I'm hanging around in the ladies' jeans section <laughs> and times. not all these okay. women who keep on coming and asking me. I was like, if he comes and asks me, I can talk to him about his watch. And then eventually he was at the checkout and I was able to talk to him about it. Is this you finally telling me that you hate those jeans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to wear them more, actually. <laughs> When I started to work um, with Alex, maybe nine months later, uh, he picked off in the lunchroom from my watch, not from me so much, but from my watch that it was me. And uh, yeah, we got chatting. And they're best friends forever. Oh, hang on, hang on. Best friends? Right. Oh, we can all be best friends, yeah. can't we? But I can have more than one best friend. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, or well, best yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you, but you, know, you were always interested in watches a bit, right? I mean, to have that watch yeah, on. Yeah, I used to... Um, I used to, without trying to get distracted, I always bring it up with with people. I suppose uh, always had a bit of a thing for uh, old Amigas and gone on to other brands as well since then. And is it too early to see what we're drinking? Oh yeah, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Um, should we start with our guest, Don? What are you drinking? Are you drinking anything? I've got a tiny bit of um, Macallan. Hang on, hang on. Tiny, which... tiny bit doesn't work on this show. Sorry, nothing tiny. <laughs> No, 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 no tiny bit. Okay. Go and refill it and then <laughs> I'll ask you again. It would have been more. It's because we I was late, right? Thank you. Yeah, I've been nursing it the last two hours. Ah. Uh, <laughs> right. Of what, McCallum? Yeah. The figure honour, um, you know, my Scottish host. And you, Alex? Pint of, pint of McCallum? I'm, yeah, pint of... I haven't had any whiskey in eight. I remember when we started in yeah, the podcast, I pages. drank whiskey mm. all the time, but I've just really sickened myself with it. <laughs> I've got a pint of Merchant Men Shiraz. Merchant Men Shiraz from My South goodness. Australia. That's good. Yeah. Well, if you yeah, if nothing else, go for a South Australian one. You can't go too far wrong, can you? It's good for this weather too, with Shiraz. I think. Yeah. Nice. It's good for all nice weathers. <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a weather? For it. Mm, okay. A pint of that. Okay. I haven't got a pint. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to a little tiny normal glass. I'm actually on the white wine tonight because we had, um, we didn't have a pizza for dinner. Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. We had a, we had fish, fish, seafood and stuff it was quite nice. <laughs> quite nice. Um, and I had a seafood pizza. No, no seafood, but just seafood without the pizza. <laughs> but, um, but I cracked a bottle of, uh, Bino Grigio della Venezia. No, uh, that's not that's not French. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to finish the bottle. And my wife, she's my wife, saw me disappear out of the house with the bottle and a beer with the bottle. And she knows I've got whiskey out here. No, no, actually, I'm no, I'm I'm still um, rationing the wackachangis. I have two left in the fridge. I've got a Rogers, the little creatures Rogers, um, on standby when I finish the bottle. <laughs> I don't think I finished the bottle of Pinot Gris, but um, you never know. Are we now moving around different beer companies to try and get? Yeah, exactly. Rogers. Thing hasn't happened yet. I'm, I'm happy if I keep saying Rogers like like <laughs> like Anthony's. Uh, well, that, no, like that... like what's his name saying? <laughs> Rolex. Rolex. Yeah. Archie. Archie Luxury. Yeah. Yeah. 
Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's oh, we've done drinks. Okay. Yep, done. What about? We, oh, I always wonder. I never know whether Anthony's got the right idea just to do drink and watch, drink, watch, drink, watch. No, no, I, I no, it's too, it's too much. I think so too. I prefer to get all the drinks out of the way. You're in the drink mood. You're in yeah. the drink, you know, discussion, and then hop. It's a whole separate section. Yeah, you need to do another podcast for that. I think. Well, yeah, yeah, almost <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, what are you wearing, Donald? It's an old one. It's a 1951 Amiga manual wind 281, which you can't see. Yeah, just for you to imagine uh, manual wind. Yeah, it's a good little watch. Have I seen that one? Probably. It's actually, it's great working with Donald because when I come into to work, if he's got something new, like he's always very excited about having something new or I'm about, sometimes you'll say I'm about to buy something, I can't really afford it or I shouldn't buy something else, which is normally the kind of thing he says before it, it, something Yeah, that's arrives. usually the disclaimer that yeah. it's ha- already happened or will happen. Yeah. Alex, you're next. Uh, just my... Speedy the birthday five zero two two yeah on my lovely Geneva Geneva blue strap. I feel like you haven't had any plugs in a while. Does it kiss your skin, straps, Rob? It does kiss my skin. Yeah, good. Yeah, we've got to say that's good. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. That's good. That that's uh okay. Um, well, I'm wearing something on a Geneva blue strap too. Funnily enough, just for a change, I think pretty much ninety five percent of the watches I wear are on Geneva blue straps. To be honest, but this one's not even mine. And it's a, it's a Graham Chrono Fighter oversize, the big fat sucker. Not the biggest one that Graham do, but you know the one with the left hand buttons and stuff, trigger button thing. Is that the one you were selling? Or you? Yeah, it's sold. It, so it's not for sale anymore. Sorry, you missed out. It's sold. Yeah, I got it refurbished by Adam, a good friend of the show, Adam Lu- uh, Adam ah. Lewis, who did a fantastic job, and now it's looked brand new. Basically, it was it was a bit scratched, a bit knocked about, but been refurbed now and it's on my strap and it looks absolutely schmick and it will be delivered tomorrow to the new owner um so it's got a I'm not really don't tell him i'm wearing it but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> does he not listen to the show don't know it does is it hard for you to wear a watch that you know you won't be with for much longer well it wasn't sort of my watch you know i was selling it for another friend uh, i've had it on consignment i guess yeah so but it is when I have my own watches, and it have, has happened regularly, and it sort of still does happen occasionally, but I'm, I know I'm not going to wear it. I get all teary, you know? <laughs> no, not really. Not, not unless it's something that's really I'm really attached to, but I don't, I, you know, the ones that I'm attached to, I don't really tend to sell much at all. Uh, the, the ones that I do sell, I just, yeah, by definition, I don't want them anymore. So usually of uh, the honeymoon's over, I'm gone through the mourning period by the time I sell them in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just wanted to ask the the very kind of standard question of just more for the listeners and for you, Rob. <laughs> how did you get into watches, and how did your passion progress from the point of just being kind of generally into watches to then eventually working for a, a watch company? Ooh, um, I think at first I always noticed that my family liked nice watches, even though they weren't, um, you know, sort of obsessive about it in any way and I think that subconsciously made a bit of an impact I, I didn't know that my grandparents wore Amigas that came up years later but I they're always there and then pretty standard thing of um, seeing the James Bond films and having that influence and playing the video games and unfortunately they didn't end up having the lasers but uh yeah 
don't know, there, there, there was definitely a sort of fantasy thing about it when you're a kid. It, it seems as unlikely that you'll get it when you're that age as it would have lasers. You know, both of those things seemed equally fantasy. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that, that's definitely what started an interest. And then started to buy them when I was a teenager and uh, sort of settled on a few. I don't buy as many now, but I've got a few just weird watches that I like to wear. I've got Hamilton Pulsar, which I think Alex has borrowed for a shift before. And and it's great to get involved in the industry and see more, more the other side of it. You know, I've never really been a technically minded person, but I think you do need to see a bit of that to fully appreciate what you're involved in. And now you're on fifth wrist. Yeah, that's the, the pinnacle of that's his pinnacle. Uh, career. Where do you go from here? But the, the thing I was going to say is, yeah, the, the, all the things that I kind of complain about at work, Donald's very excited about all those things. It's great to, it kind of sometimes puts, it brings me back, it gives me a kind of check, reality check. Like, actually, you should be appreciating what you're doing a, a lot more. Like, try exactly. and think a bit more like Donald and be more positive and, and That's why they hired me, yeah. Yeah, well... <laughs> It's, I know, you, I know, you, yeah, I know you, you, you're saying that, but it's a, such a huge thing having someone who's knowledgeable in a customer facing position when the customers come in and, and speak to him about it. Like, I, I, I am kind of envious sometimes that, that you get to do that and speak to, speak to customers. It's, yeah. I think it is great because it, 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 yeah, it does. Like I said, it is a big hobby in this country and across the world, of course, but it is something a lot of people can relate to and uh, a lot of people have opinions on, but tend to respect each other's different opinions, which is which is great. It's probably why it's, you know, such a successful thing for the most part. Mm. What are you going to say, Rob? We don't, we don't respect other people's opinions. Is that what you're going to say? Do you? <laughs> no. Of course we do. <laughs> We're respectful of the people, but not of their opinions. Um, that's just well, yeah. when Donna was talking about getting into watches and the whole James Bond thing. The thing that sticks out in my mind about Donald and his collection or, or tastes like there's lots of stuff in his collection, or maybe it's not lots of stuff, but in my mind, he is not afraid to purchase kind of 80s mainly Omega watches from in, in my mind, anyway. Um, you're not like I guess. The, the design aspect of it is very 80s. Mm. At first, I was like, oh, he just really appreciates that style of stuff. But now I'm thinking about it when you're talking about the James Bond thing. It was just maybe that was the kind of era that you remember seeing the most amount of watches from. It's probably true. Like whether they were Amiga or not, I find a lot of, I find a lot of um, watches from that time, some of, the, some of the good ones just really encapsulate that era really well even if it isn't considered you know a great time in horology for what was happening in the swiss industry yeah i, I think some of the the good watches from that time are very cool and very very 80s yeah see that's the thing i always say about omega from that period was that they were really throwing out a lot of stuff trying to survive quartz crisis and they were just pumping out so much stuff and that gives them so much more variety and there's lots of things that I've still never seen in person and I get excited about strange and unusual things that, that come in to work. And that seems to be the kind of the period of time that Donald collects stuff from. And yeah, it's I think it's kind of it's definitely undervalued. I know I've had this conversation with Donald before, but I think it's definitely a lot easier to collect 
multiple watches from that era because it was maybe is maybe viewed by people as not the greatest time but I always think in that period of desperation from a lot of brands they were they were they had to try different things and try varied things just to see what would work because they couldn't really sit back and take it easy and think everything's going to be fine so they're really pumping some stuff out there and because they were pumping in so much stuff out there's some really interesting designs out there yeah and I think not not everything you you know look back on when you go through a tough time is is going to be your favorite but if you, if you can look at it and look at how you know innovative I mean like Tissot rock watch as well I, I bring that up sometimes that was was a very odd choice but it, it helped turn you know some things around there and um and the swatch and well swatch is a massive one yeah so it's not all bad it's what i'm getting at. game changer yeah and you do love all kinds of because i know you recently got like a i don't know if i'd call it like a job lot but you got a, a yeah, batch good. of um of swatch watches which again like i said earlier it's great when donald's getting new stuff it kind of means I don't really need to get new stuff because I get to live vicariously through him and his excitement about getting stuff. And you'll send me a picture and say, oh, this is what I've got coming in. And I'll be like, oh, cool. Or when, when's that? When are you getting that? And what else are you getting? But you're definitely a lover of all different kinds of watches, I would say. There's definitely no snobbery or anything like that. I would say you get, well, do you think it's safe? To, do you think it's fair to say you get as excited about ten dollar swatch watches as you do about thousand dollar omegas or yeah but i think there's something interesting about it yeah i mean i, it's I an probably didn't collection. at first that's what's best in collections basically i reckon they're just a, the, the, the weirdness and the, and the different stuff but some people say it's not a collection unless you have that's bollocks all the one thing or all the same but actually the the thing is watches, you're collecting watches. You don't need to collect a particular model or a particular brand. Yeah, exactly. Watches are the things you're collecting. Do you guys think that people become more open in what they collect as they go on? Like they get less, you know, specific or do they become more specialized? What do you think? People's tastes sort of um, develop, obviously, and people realize what they like, I guess, more than more than you know, some other one type of watch more than another and they'll tend to collect as I don't know I'm not, I'm not a collection specialist but um yeah I think I think it's more, more likely to go more specialized than just sort of open up unless it's sort of towards independence you go from big brands to independence and then there's lots kind of, kind of more stuff out there that you can discover and sort of and it seems pretty eclectic or pretty all over the place sometimes but it's you know the common thread is that it's independence but then again you can do both as well, have independence and big brands. Um, that's what I've done. Well, that's what I was going to say. I can feel myself because I'm hanging out with all you degenerate independent collectors. <laughs> I can feel myself going more and more to the independent side of things. And but I'm still, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like I'm looking at all these independent brands now that I'm being educated about. But at the same time, I've got seven. I'm like you, Rob. I've got seven screens open, seven tabs open on my browser thing. <laughs> And they're all kind of weird and wonderful Rolex day dates. Mm -hmm. As much as that will pain <laughs> Roman to hear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe you can't. Maybe you can't. Yeah, I guess you can. You can if it's you can like whatever you like, right? Is that your fortieth birthday watch? A, a day date? Yeah, I'm looking at a white Must gold be. smooth bezel day date with an oyster bracelet in white mm. gold. And I've also seen the tricolor. Tricolor. Um, you know that one? No. 
Oh, probably should. What, what is it's, it? It's 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 very kind of polarizing look. It's got I think it's got like white gold, yellow gold, rose gold, and platinum. Yeah. Okay. That's a quadruple color. And the dial's a bit stinking on it, but um, <laughs> it's. Do you know the reference? I don't know. Oh God. <laughs> No, me neither. I just want to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Where's Michael when we need him? Even though the reference, <laughs> you can like anything. There's no, there's no rules, right? Mm, I, I don't get me wrong. Like it it should be. I just. Uh... Well, you've been into collecting longer than us, Rob. So mm. how's how's your thing transitioned over time? Uh, yeah, good question. It hasn't actually. I guess I started with independence quite a while back, uh, but I've still, you know, got two doors as well. I, I like, I love, always like them. Uh, what was the, f- I did sort of go from, I mean, it's just like your average guy on the street, you know, going from cheap, short of sort of not, I mean, the equivalent of fossil back in the day, it wasn't fossil, but it was, you know, um, I bought a couple of Oriton dress watches um, and, you know, Casio type stuff, basically. And it's just sort of going very slightly up market, not much, but then up to, you know, citizen stuff and, and then the independence after that, really. I guess that's probably where it went really from. Citizens and Japanese watches to um yeah to to Omega then and then sort of more the Indies basically and when I was in with the Indies well it was kind of hard to get back but then I always bought the two doors for um you know for for, for just practicality and robustness and everything else and I've still got a few of them and then I end up getting old ones I get vintage as well you go vintage is sort of a different track different rabbit hole obviously and got a fair few of those did you feel a push to get the watches from the brands you worked for no it was too late by then i'd, I'd already made up my mind uh, i mean i'd already you know my my, my taste was kind of solidified i guess <laughs> then you pr- there's a pressure because it was they were good deals yeah that's the thing that gets gets me that kind of sticks in my mind and that's something that i hear a lot of people talking about when they start working with us and it's yeah maybe right i should get that because it's such a good deal mm. rather than buying what you want and then it's basically the same as i'm gonna buy this because if i sell it later maybe i can get make more yeah. money on it or not lose as much money of it i think it's all part of the same the kind of financial side of thing blinding you as to what you actually are into yeah true that does happen a bit i think yes well yeah but then it doesn't ips i bought a few ips obviously but then and then i was when i was selling different brands i could have had access to a few different ones and then even went back here um and i did fall in that trap a few times but you know not 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 on big ticket items so really the only proper brands i worked for was ap and rm and that was kind of the price it was still sort of priced out of the market a little bit for me anyway, uh, well, for RM, not AP so much, but RM, it was, um, I could have had a great deal, but it would still have been way, way too much. So sort of was a moot point, but yeah, you do, you do get suckered, suckered, sucked in sometimes, you know, um, about awesome prices and think, oh, you can't go wrong, but uh, then you find that you can get wrong. Till you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know, but you got. There are people that buy things, you know, with an investment in mind. And I've always admired that. I can't really do that shouldn't be shouldn't be an investment in watches um but i guess you get daniel wellington you have more of a choice you know there's different brands where um you know, you, you, you do have you know it's, it can be quite tempting because some of them bring out cracker watches and vintage re-editions and stuff which are quite cool probably more so than than i've been tempted with but um yeah whatever it's kind of but uh, people's tastes evolve quite rapidly sometimes and i found that mine does and then and it changed not just evolving as it's it sort of What's the opposite of so it recedes? You, know, you go back and you can yeah your tastes change 
there's ebb and flow of different things and uh, depending on your mood and your situation and circumstances and life and stage and everything else you can be all over the shop so it's it's that's why it's it's funny talking to different people and there's, there's so many there's a million different one different combinations of what people can do and direction people can go in and it's kind of funny it's it's for me it's amazing sometimes when someone you know has the same taste as you at that moment or, or there's you know some pieces which appeal to you both because tastes are just so personal and 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 you know colors and everything shapes whatever so there's just so many different 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 um possibilities out there so it's kind of funny looking at people's when you that's kind of what scaramanga was talking about when he was exactly when he re- reviewed that indicator watch and he was saying this is the watch you get when you've already gone to the very peak mm-hmm. and now you're climbing back down the mountain towards base camp <laughs> and you you're appreciating things more you don't need to climb to the very highest peaks exactly. anymore you've done all that and now you're just yeah you've you've done all that you've ticked all the boxes and now you can just enjoy it enjoy the hobby for for what it is I guess. yeah the way you want to yeah you can watch all the newbies coming through and just laugh at them no not, not <laughs> laugh at them so much <laughs> <Being wrong. laughs> no i didn't mean that i mean you know you you see b and z people in different areas of of, of their, their experience or different you know different stages and it's kind of it's it is well, it's amusing, but it's interesting. It's just interesting. It's funny how all our crew are now getting oxen juniors all yeah. the time now. It seems to be the the thing which we've talked about a bit before, mm-hmm. and that's like the that's the kind of flavor of the flavor of the day or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It's kind of it's it's nice, but it's kind of a bit strange as well to see that. <laughs> Uh, next, next thing we'll have Russian watches. You'll kick off that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think that's it's it's possible that something like that could happen. But I guess people will cross over with stages of their collecting with other people at various points, and then they'll split up and go off and do other other things. I think it's a good thing when you can you can go and read. Like if you're lucky enough to have several watches, when you can go and rediscover ones you've had and neglected and. Yeah, that can spare you, you know, buying more and it can just help you reappreciate what you have. Having a largish collection, not that I'm not talking, not saying an expensive collection, but if you have a large collection, um, they can be all Seikos, whatever, in different colors. You know, it's just that it does give you that option of, um, of, of having, you know, the, 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 you know, going back into, oh, stuff, I forgot this watch. I'm doing it all the time. I'm always losing watches. I'd say there's probably a third of my collection right now. I have no idea where they are. And so I sort of come across them occasionally or, you know, wherever. Um, in a drawer somewhere. I think, oh, that's awesome. I totally forgot this watch. I have more than two years. I'll strap it on for, for, for a week or two and it's brilliant. It's like having a new watch. So it's kind of um, nice to, to be able to do that. It'd be great if they were all you know, FP Jones and um, APs and stuff, but they're not. <laughs> but it's still, you know, it just, I like change, basically. I like having having something new, a bit of a neophyte, neophile, and having new stuff's great, but having stuff that you already have, which is, becomes new it's even better save you money see i feel kind of bad for my watches that i don't wear all the time though nah that i much. i don't know what it is <laughs> like i think oh i know i know it's a stupid thing to think but yeah i'm like oh i don't wear that one enough and it tends to be with kind of vintage stuff you know old divers and yeah that's probably because your tastes are changing as well though you know if you, if you pull it out and you're not as excited yeah. as you used to be about it well maybe it's time to at least consider moving it on and then you and then you when you do that when you make when you're deciding that you'll soon figure out if you like it enough to keep or not and then you'll either think why did i ever think of selling it or else you'll think hopefully anyway yeah exactly well could be either way 
I don't know. <laughs> very deep. You're getting very deep what, here. Can we have a bit of a... a <laughs> can we have a, a small segue, actually, when just know when you were talking about F.P. Jorn mm. and someone whose name I can't remember, but who I had a lovely chat with on Instagram, was <laughs> asking me about our thoughts on... I don't know, there's been, I guess, a recent thing with people looking at high-end watches like FP Jorn very, very closely. Mm. And there were some macro shots on Instagram and the kind of sides of the hands. Ah, yes. I remember that. Did you see this? Yeah, I remember that. He wanted to know our thoughts on, like, at what level should you expect perfection or should you ever expect perfection? And... What was it like? What, what, what was the finishing like on the hand? It's kind of rough looking. They, I think they were saying it was unpainted at the side. It's kind of like, you know, they, they press hands out, basically. Hands mostly are pressed out of a, of, of a sheet of gold or metal or steel or whatever, brass. Um, and those press marks on the edge was kind of still there. So it was kind of rough, basically. It wasn't even just, um, you know, horizontal lines. It was a bit, bit, bit of roughness. But it's on a microscopic level, let's, let's be honest. Um, well, microscopic, at least under a look. You wouldn't see it. With a naked eye, you would never go anywhere near seeing that, basically. Correct, yeah. But then, you know, Rolex have been hassled about some of their paint on their hands, for the GMT hands and different stuff mm-hmm. um, for the price. It's and funny, that's, that's what I brought, brought up to the guy. I started talking about that. All right, okay. Yeah. I mean, and they're cheap-ish, kind of, comparatively. Well, they're mass produced, right? They're definitely mass produced. They're industrially produced. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, yeah. It depends. I mean, I don't know what, what are people after? Do, do you want? Do you want perfection? Do you? Want, if you go for a, no, I mean, the, the Richard Mill hands aren't that great. Look at it with a look on the sides, at least, you know, and underneath. Um, if you look at a Gruber and Forsey hand or a, a um, Gronfeld or something like that, you get perfection. But then you're paying, you know, you're paying a heck of a lot more. I don't know about the FP Jean. I, I don't think it's... I don't actually think that's that, that important. I mean, if you're going to spend all day with a loop looking at your watch, or, or, or not even a loop, in, in anything with a 25 magnification, they call it a micros, a microscope, a little loop that's like a really strong one. Um, in Switzerland, we have them for different stuff. But what, what's the point? What, what have you got the watch for? You're not going to wear a loop around all day or, or show your mates under a loop, are you? I mean, there are guys that do it. There are collector circles that do that sort of stuff, but it's not my, it's not my cup of tea, you know. Um, I don't know. I, That's why I'm always a weirdo that turns up at the get-togethers and I still have my loop around my neck from work looking like a total idiot. Telling people that their hands don't look very well finished. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I don't know. If you're buying FP, FP Jorn, I don't know, you're not buying a certain standard of finishing throughout the... I don't think, especially with the dial, and this is what I was saying to the guy I was speaking with, who I'm really, my memory is so bad. I had it, it was a great, it was a very interesting chat. I loved it, but I can't remember his name. I do apologize. <laughs> but I um, I was just thinking from all the times I'm looking at watches before I decide if if it's okay for me to, to send that out or to put it through to QC. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for problems. And there's like a 30 centimeter rule where if yes. you can see something from 30 centimeters away, then that's the with naked eye. If it's with the naked eye, it's the same with my piggy. It's not just it's not just Daniel Wellington. I mean, it's yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, I, I know that, but still, for me, I'm much, I'm up much closer, and a lot of the time, and yeah. I'm maybe a bit overly strict to myself. I yeah. will have my loop and be looping the dial, and if I see something, and even if I can only see it with the loop, mm-hmm. 
I will still go in and remove that. I mean, it can sometimes it's. I wouldn't even classify it as a speck of dust. It doesn't even deserve such <laughs> lofty titles as a speck. Mm. It's like it's nothing. Yeah. Well, that's the good thing about having people passionate. You know, work. You you want somebody working on your watches if it was their own. You know, with with skills that yeah. you might not have, and you. you obviously you want them to improve the things they can't see but the things that they can and if they're obsessed enough um will see yeah uh, absolutely yeah yeah things like you and that yeah well i think it definitely affects my kind of level of productivity sometimes but then even sometimes like a little speck or or a bit of dust it can not be visible but then it can move Mm. and then the light hits in a different way and it it can be visible so i'm just i'm very conscious of that so I'll be, I'll, I'll probably go over the top on that. But I think with a watch like an FP Jorn that has the the reputation that they have, I think if you look at the dial with a loop, I do not think you should be disappointed in anything that you see. That's my opinion on it. Mm. The problem is I don't know enough people with FP Jorns to yeah, ask yeah. them, you know, it, it, would this be all, all right for you? No, because that's how I would judge an, uh, an issue or potential non-issue like that is by asking uh, the intended audience or their their customer base. But unfortunately, I don't personally know enough. Of. I, I did see that thing, but I mean, yeah, it's it's I don't know. It, where do you stop? There's always uh, if you spent those hands, they're quite fine, and, and and you probably do more more damage trying to get it perfect than 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 leaving it as it is, or to look worse after without spending. A hand in, in 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 precious metal, you know, it's it's hard to keep it flat. That's why they pack, they come out in those little. I don't know if you've seen them, but there's little little cards basically where they're threaded. They're, they're through through very thin paper, and you take them off and you put them on uh, on the yeah. watch when you're doing the aiguillage or whatever. There you go, first French term, aiguillage, um, yeah. hand se- hand setting, uh, or putting the hands on, and it's so easy to fluff it or, or to, to bend them or to get them, you know, to, to they're, they're pretty delicate. I mean, you know that they, they weigh a fifteenth of a gram. They're nothing. They're, they're bits of you know. So it's it's a it's a big job. I mean, and guys do do it. And guys like uh, the Japanese watchmaker, whatever his name is. And if you're the Indies, you know they'll spend a lot of time doing one hand. But the hands are actually probably a fair bit solider than the solider solider and thicker than the ones you see on the majority of of watches, especially the guys ones you you guys would would, would work on. It's just that that's 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 the way it is. That's it's a very it's a kind of a delicate part of the part of the thing. It's no excuse. I mean, yeah, someone like FP Jean, they could make it better probably, but whether the cost involved with it and the work involved with it would be worthwhile. Maybe they will now. Now they've heard us, they'll probably you know go and fix all their hands. But I, I remember seeing a thing and it was a, a photograph and it was an Omega hand from a Planet Ocean and then I think it was a Rolex hand from a GMT Master. Mm-hmm. I think it's the one same thing you're talking about, Rob, with the paint, and it wasn't like a perfect line. And there was, no, nowhere near a perfect I mean, line. It's, it's up super close, but yes. And then they had hands from a Grand Seiko. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chris, Chris Essery. Like, couldn't really compare. It was the Rolex and the yeah. yeah. Was it him? I think he did. He did a comparo with that. He had some. He did some awesome macro shots, and he had. I remember when we were talking about that GMT hand, and we were all talking about it, saying that's just just not. It's not. It's not on. As uh, for such a popular watch and such a you know, so so called high end watch, he did. I did a few. Yeah, I remember seeing photos of but his. You wouldn't of different notice brands. unless you were up real close, though, right? How do you get up real close with a loop? You can't get up real close on a watch. You can't. You look, 
my eyes, it's better off. No, no, far away. Yeah, no, I'm saying, no, yeah, I'm no. saying you, you could only tell what. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you could only tell when you're up real close with the, the Rolex. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, these are mass produced things. Yeah. Even the Grand Seiko is, it might have a bit more man hours put into it, but it's still a mass produced item. The FP Jorn is supposed to be designed by him, made by him, right? That's the yeah, or yeah. invented by him, made by him. That's that's what it says on the on the dial. It's it, he's selling even more so than all the other brand bullshit that goes on. He's selling the the idea of the 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 man at the bench, you know? Which makes you wonder if you should go easier on him if if he's if he's only the. <laughs> <laughs> this, we're not in the going easy on people business here. We're going to go easy on people. Yeah, yeah. You know that. <laughs> but I, I know the guys that, there you go, I am not. didn't have lunch for them, but I know guys that work for him, a couple of guys and, and watchmakers, and they, I've, got, yeah, I've had a lunch them, dinner and a few things. But, but that's for, who was asking about that today? Anyway, um, they, they get hands in like every other brand does. There's hand manufacturers. There's there's a couple of them. I've, um, I've got some here somewhere. Actually, let me have a look. I've got a packet of little hands here from a hand manufacturer this is um these are dating from stuffed mushrooms what are these ami vagnon geneve la chaux de fond this is from uh 1974 these this hands. is your french word segment yeah there you go i think we're almost transitioning into another episode of what's in rob's drawers here. we, we kind of are actually territory. there's some there's a few <laughs> cards here of hands from these guys from 1974 actually i've got the date the 16th of four, the 4th 1974 and there was how many hands? Uh, 140 pairs of hands, 5.58 millimeters by uh, and seven. Well, the hours were 5.58. The minutes were 7.5 millimeters. Dauphine lapide, too fast. There you go. So, <laughs> Dauphine hands, beautiful hands, um, in uh, yellow gold. And that's this was for a, a pretty high end brand. And every single brand gets them the same. They get them from these guys. It's not not these guys anymore, but guys who bought these guys you know whatever the big hand manufacturers are i saw them at the matter at the factories all the time no one makes their own hands like apart from the really really tiny independent guys though the hands are made to their specifications in jeff p john's case calibrica design well yeah okay calibrica design exactly well they he makes his make, own hands they say they make their own hands yeah, yeah. they do yeah. obviously i'm looking at them because no they couldn't get them anywhere else and um but <laughs> but apart from apart from i don't think there's any any the big independents even that would they'd made the hands are made exclusively for them and to their specifications but i don't think i oh know carrie carrie Vutana would make his own hands or again have them made these specs hand making is such a such a specialized craft and it gets back to the whole you know the, the, the atelier thing where people each each person did what they were good at back in the day someone made dials someone made hands someone made whatever yeah so it's they could specify you know, paint down the sides of the hands um, uh, on a rough surface, whether they would, would stick properly or whether there'd be a risk later on or something. They would cost a lot more because I know these yeah, the, the little manufacturers, the, the, the sub uh, subcontractors that do stuff, they don't, they, 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 they charge a bit. It's their livelihood and they, they, they're not cheap, this sort of thing. So I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't reckon it's worth worthwhile for an FP Jean. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. If I if I could okay. have Google Forsy, then I'd I'd want perfect hands and everything. But so it seems crazy though. Like then you have to spend six hundred thousand dollars to get a watch that looks perfect. Is that is that what it's coming down to? Uh, yeah, it looks perfect with with a really strong loop. Yeah. Um, or, or spend six hundred thousand dollars on the best loop in the world and 
And yeah, <laughs> yeah, then it's, then it's just wrong. No, a bit of any watch. The problem with loops is yeah. Well, in in manufacturers, like you're talking about with your, your your QC, you don't want loops that are too strong. Oh, it's okay with QC, but selling that watch, you definitely don't want a loop that's too strong. That's why this guy, um, you know, loop system Alberto or whatever his name is, the yeah. the, 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 big, the big basically camera camera lenses in a loop. Uh, great great stuff, but you have to be a very very confident manufacturer to actually have your own branded loop system loops because they're so strong that they pick up so much stuff and when you're selling selling watches that's what i was saying in richard Mill, we didn't want loops that are too strong because it's just 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 too, <laughs> just too much <laughs> actually minute, so you would sell loops to the customers or give them away with the watch no 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 but um a lot of these brands and i've seen richard mill branded loops loop system loops loop system does a lot of lot of lot of loops for brands I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah, you've seen them. They're little packets and stuff. And a lot of that the, they, yeah, yeah, they sell it. them. Donald, have you seen it? It look, it does look like a camera lens, right? Yeah, it is. That's Ooh. what it's all come from. And I know Alberto quite well. He's a missus. They're, they're great people. They they based in um, they made up in Asia somewhere or something. I'm not sure, but really nice, really nice loops. But um, for selling watches, they're a bit dangerous. <laughs> and I actually had a, I did a did a course a while back. I did a uh, trip with um, Gerard Perrigo where they had uh, loops. Not banging on about hey, I need a good loop to sell watches, and I'm thinking, well, just and they were actually too good. The ones they had were too strong, and <laughs> you could see too much. And I was, I was saying, well, what about this hand here? You can see this crap, all this hand here, and it's no good. You don't want to loop this strong. And they got all red faced and wanted to change the subject. But that's the problem of having watchmakers selling watches, I suppose. You don't want that. Well, it is a good point. Like the the question of the question of people who who sell and with and how much they're into detail. Uh, well, you need As passionate to people to sell them, but yeah, the people that, have, that, that pick up too much stuff, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line. And I was always getting in trouble. You have to really change your hat a lot from salesperson to, to watchmaker, and you can't really do both properly at the same time. What do you think, Alex? Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. I was just, no, I was just actually thinking. Oh, you were thinking? Did that hurt? About it and thinking, yeah. <laughs> and would, Donald, would you ever go into selling watches uh did, did you ever consider work going in because the, the the impression i i get of you from you is that you would any kind of avenue that you could take to get into the industry that's what you would have done so is that right would you would you consider going into would you have considered going into um boutique sales or yeah, like yeah that? Or definitely because it's it's like you said before with having the conversations with people that are passionate it's just another way of doing it really it's just another you know medium of of having that chat with people i, I definitely wouldn't have any whether i'd be good at selling is a uh, different matter but um yeah i think i would have been would have been open to it absolutely um on the flip side that i'd probably be just as open to getting more involved in the workshop being able to do more than just change straps and simple things on watches i'd love to be more technically minded well donna was very excited when he did the what what is a watch training thing i remember he came back before i realized i was going to get to do it yeah. he came back and he was talking about oh they were telling us all about tourbillons and carousels Ooh. that's right isn't it donald yeah they did they did talk about the difference yeah do you remember the difference <laughs> vaguely i remember oh, the... donald 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 they're wasting their time giving you all this expensive training and you don't even it's not like he's gonna pull it apart is it <laughs> have you got the book did you get the theory of horology book that's what you need everyone should oh have. they yeah i need to get more of those books. i actually probably don't have enough um in the way of 
in the way of literature. I'm like, and I like to think I'm in the history. Rob, as someone who worked in the watchmaking part and the sales part, mm. what's the downside of working in the sales bit as opposed to doing the watchmaking part? When you started, because you did the, I know you did sales before you got into watchmaking. Mm. Then you did watchmaking. Then you got into the sales side of things. Yeah. What part of the sales part did you think, oh shit, like, uh, I didn't really think this through or this isn't as good as well, it you, was when I was in watchmaking? Well, they have, you have to be careful not to overcomplicate things when you're a watchmaker. You, you, you kind of assume that people have a basic watchmaking knowledge, which most customers don't. I mean, yeah, to, to, to the same degree of, of a basic watchmaker watchmaking knowledge i mean i mean does it make sense the basic watch knowledge that a watchmaker has or someone who's gone into watchmaking um it, it's it's probably a little bit more than a basic guy walks in off the street not not so much you know the there's a lot of collectors who have a lot of knowledge and you know they know a lot of stuff and they've done a lot of i mean they've studied stuff online and know a lot of the theory it's not really that but just the, the general guy that walks in um and wants to buy a watch you can't get too you know, too technical basically. But the worst thing about um, sales is just all the BS and the marketing bollocks that you have to put up with because it's just it's just <laughs> laughable. I mean, if, you, you can sort of shrug it off up for a while, but after a bit, you're thinking, just, just, you just want to throw your hands up and say, stop, just stop it. Just stop telling us this, this stuff. <laughs> it's just, uh, why does anyone believe it? Let alone, yeah, you, as a watchmaker, you just, it's, it's just so, so far removed from pragmatism and, and, and actual truth that you think, oh, forget it. It's just not Okay, don't don't deal with it. Don't deal with the head office. You don't deal with the politics. You don't deal with the with the with the marketing. It's just over the top. But you know, some people can. Yeah, I don't know. That's the biggest. Yeah, strange. I would have thought that it would it would be such a big advantage. The oh, it is understanding how things. Work it is. It is. It is. It is. That's but but only for certain customers. Yes, you're you can't assume that like, everyone like it can be dangerous. You can bog exactly. people down. Yeah. yeah, and it can turn people off, and people can. Yeah, think, oh, you, you definitely have to learn to gauge people. Yeah, which you do after you do well. You learn pretty quickly. You you learn to really just probe and test, you know, to see where people are at um, before you sort of go willy nilly <laughs> and talk about whatever you know, whatever technical part. But I mean, I mean, it's awesome to have the the, the knowledge at least. You know, then then if they waffle on, if they they've seen something on YouTube and they they get carried away, where you can sort of you can follow them and keep up and sort of more than keep up. But so it's nice to have that. And sometimes you don't even use any of it at all, any knowledge whatsoever. It's just nice to, to, to have the, you know, obviously if they know you. And sometimes it's nice not to use any knowledge whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. you got to be <laughs> really. be quite a break as well. Yeah. But then they can, um, sometimes for some customers, most customers, to be honest, it's, a, it's enough to know that you're a watchmaker. You know, you don't have to prove it. If they know you've Good. done a few things. Or in my case, <laughs> prove that you're not. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um... I don't. Know, I just think when I've been in the little kind of secondhand stores or the um, the used stores, and when you hear the conversations the people in those places have with the customers, and they tend to be more like to work in a used watch shop. I think your level of knowledge has to far surpass someone that works in a boutique. Plus much more varied. So that's fair. Yes. yes. Yeah. You can't, because you don't know, you can't just be like, oh, I've gone on a two-week training course for yeah, exactly. Bulgari and that's going to cover, because who knows what's going to come in day after day and the customers that come into those kind of places, I think would tend to have more of a varied collection. If they're, if they're prepared to drop a lot of money on a used item, 
they tend to be more knowledgeable about stuff. That's my yeah, possibly yeah yeah my thoughts Ge- generally yes yeah well, yeah. Can't remember what point I was trying to make there, but it was it was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a no, two different worlds, you, you know. You have to very much be on your guard. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah exactly. It, it's um which is why. It's 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 um nice to have the background if you don't use it you, you you can you can really sort out as well the the book the the people who are spinning it you know and the people who know what they're talking about and and the people that are just spinning crap just to prove they how smart they are you just tend to sort of switch off a bit or you know it, you wait for the right opportunities. Are you talking about the customers or customers the... customers customers? Who are you talking yeah, about? Customers. Okay. Because there's some of those too who want to prove a point or they want to prove that they've. They've read something or saw something, uh, or yeah, like people going to buy a car and they're like, "Oh, how many horsepower does this have?" And the person says, and they're like, "Actually, I think I read something recently. They had it on a machine and it did like two horsepower more than like those kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, exactly. You're talking about exactly, yes, yeah. It's kind of um, and we're well. I think I'm probably one of those people because I know I don't. I would never say it to the salespeople, but anytime I'm, I'm in like a new uh, a workshop, a boutique kind of thing, and if the person doesn't know something, oh, yeah. I'm so quick to tell everyone and their granny that I know <laughs> about <laughs> the fact that the person didn't know what this was or they used the wrong terminology. Or So I'm definitely one of those credits. Oh, good on you. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're the, the worlds apart, really. I mean, it's, it's nice to have... You, you can never be perfect at everything or you can't be perfect at, at, at two totally different tasks which are quite 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 different. You can be, you can sort of have relatively good skills in both, or bits of bits of both, you know, watchmaking and, and sales. But there's, you know, I, I know that I would never be. There's super sales guys that can sell anything. You know, it's not just watches; they could sell anything because they're just how they are. They're just they're that sort of people. It's not, I'm not, and I'm talking, you know, I'm not talking about anyone I've ever, ever seen in Australia or any of my managers that have been useless. I mean, some of them are really good sales guys, but they just turn you <laughs> off because they're, they're cringeworthy when you want to shake their hand. But but there's guys in in Europe and the states who have just are just really really talented and they're just likable people. They live it, yeah. And then there's guys that obviously watchmakers who are a different kettle of fish and they're sitting there in their little world uh, making awesome stuff and they're not such great salesmen. So you got everything in between. So where are you? You're in the middle somewhere of in between. Yeah, so somewhere. You're an average salesperson, an average watchmaker. Yeah, I, think I'm a, I think I'm a, a, a above average watchmaker, an above average salesperson. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't know. Who knows? There's um. Why am I crap at both? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're not, you're not crap at both. You're fine. You're getting there. <laughs> but it's just nice to. There's there's not that many. I must say, um, people who do have a decent stab at both. You know, even oh, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. You get in the Rue de Rhone in Geneva, where all the watch shops are. There's so few where you'll have watch makers or yeah, people have done a proper amount of watchmaking actually selling it just doesn't exist and but it's not because there's it's more because there's just no one that's ever had a go at it or the people just don't tend to cross over you you, people prefer the watchmakers prefer to stick at the bench and the sales guys prefer to be sales guys it's sort of it's not because it's um there's just a few you know it's and then because of that being the standard the people who want to get involved in the other side probably aren't given the opportunity because there's an assumption that they have the interest yeah yeah that's true mm. and that was in a way i was always looking back at the time i thought oh this is cool there's a choice that's come up i can go and do that but at looking back on it was a, it was a really weird situation where 
where I was at the time. And it was really, to be honest, it was more because the languages, it wasn't even the technical side, I think. It was probably the languages that was more important um, when, when I made the switch back to sales. So it's kind of, um, you know, just a circumstances and it was luck more than anything else, really. So, yeah, it can be done, though. How did you deal with all the bullshit then? <sighs> I didn't. That's why I didn't stay more. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, you know, again, you can close your eyes to a lot of BS if, if, if the money's right. You can sort of get by yeah. for a certain amount of time. You know, for, 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 for a certain amount, number of years. But after a while, you just get to the point where you say, ah, forget it, it's just not worth it. You made enough millions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's not just the, that. There's a whole, well, obviously, just like any job, there's, there's a lot comes into it. It's not just the actual job you're doing. And if you like the job or not, it's um, where you are, who you're working with, what the, what the story is, what your history is, where you are in your family, you know, you, you, your personal situation, everything else. There's so much that goes into it, which is why we all move around and do different jobs. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Here I am yeah, I think that's that's one of the things. I don't think I'd ever have lost interest in watches, but working in the industry, you, you see things a bit of a different way. And, and sometimes that's a really good thing. Um, hmm. I've, I've learned to like watches that I wouldn't normally go for. And I've, you know, learned to appreciate different styles more than I normally would. If you learn anything, it's good, basically, isn't it, really? Yeah, so it's all it's all it's all plus if you can you can learn something, and, and even if you learn to change your opinion, you know, or to be flexible or to be open. I don't like to do that. You what? You don't want to do that? I don't like to change. I don't like to change my opinion that much. <laughs> well, um, while we're talking about bullshit, mm. why don't we segue into something else? Yeah, about bullshit, but also something that's not likely to get Donald and I fired. Will it get me fired? It's to talk about. Well, I don't know. You'd have to fuck up something pretty badly to fire yourself. <laughs> um, I've thought about it a few times. To talk about the press statement I got today or yesterday from Ulysses. Ah, oh, forget it. Announcing. <laughs> announcing. Yes, <laughs> they're announcing their new their new ambassador. celebrity ambassador, mm-hmm. which is a great white shark called Andro Andro Match Andro something A N D R O M A C H E. Is it a French word? Who is? Johnny, help you out. <laughs> I know that's what I was hoping. I was hoping you'd correct me for even the Ulysses Nardin. <laughs> Again, no, you you didn't watch my the, the on, YouTube man. videos with you, did you? I have watched. I watch all your YouTube videos. Well, go back and watch them again um, for you. Listen, this is a sorry, a, a great white shark who is the age of at age of fifteen, estimated age of fifteen. You think you'd if you're going to sign someone up to be your brand ambassador, you think you get the details? <laughs> you can ask them what age they are. They're saying she's uh, at the age of fifty, estimated age of fifteen, and is a sub. Hey, Alex, adult. if if they can get this shark to wear this watch, I'll I'll buy anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, if they can. And again, fifteen years old, sub adult. You're possibly into the the realms of like sub adult child labor and stuff like that. <laughs> signing them up to do to be a brand ambassador. True. I'm guessing without her parents' consent, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but is this a new, cr- is this a new crazy high or new crazy? It's the start of something in the world of animal brand. I mean, does this just show how financially destitute these brands are that they can't even afford <laughs> Z-less celebrities anymore, and that they're now just like wrestling animals, animals, 
fish, mammals, whatever, <laughs> out of the sea, and then just like put your flipper here. There you go. You're now on a five year deal. That- like, maybe we can get them on the podcast. Hey, wait a minute. Let me try to get that shark. They only had it for 15 minutes, right? Under the care of Sinus for 15 minutes, and she f- took off. But I mean, it's it's the thing is they're spending yeah. money not just on the per- they're spending the money on the on the whatever that partner is the os 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 search or whatever it is they're spending the money still it's not like they're just getting a free the, the name of the, the partner is as difficult to say as the name of the shark exactly uh- <laughs> are they trying to make watches as water resistant as the shark like uh, uh, well I, I, that's not a bad idea I think they do need to attach the watch to the shark somehow that but that'd be animal cruelty mm. or something right I mean they couldn't do that right. <laughs> They got, I'm sure they put trackers on them and stuff, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was a bit lame myself. I like, did you watch any of the interviews and stuff? The 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 the, the um the UN. They did interviews. No. Well, does it not? Oh, <laughs> yeah, the shark. The shark was just going. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I don't know what noise sharks make, but no, they had the 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 the, the boss of the O search thing, whatever it is. Sounds like something searching, doesn't it? Oh, O'Malley, O'Reilly, O Search. O Search. Yeah. Arthur Search. Arthur Search. Yeah. There should be an apostrophe after the O. O Kirch. Anyway. Yeah. There was the guy that from O Search, the boss of that, he said, yeah, it's like, it's a great deal. It shows how much they care and stuff. And it's like, it's like a win win situation. One plus one equals five. And I'm like, what? Serious. Is that what you want? That's what he said. One plus one equals five. This is the kind of visionary oh, no. genius yeah. we need on the podcast. Brilliant. We need him on as well. <laughs> I think it was because, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking like it's it's more than the sum of its parts, but still it just sounded funny the way you said it. I'm thinking, why, goodness. Yeah. It's, it's not what you want to hear from somebody who creates a precision device for you. <laughs> now, that's why you wasn't watching the UN. It was the research guys. That, so they're all, you know, they're all like brilliant scientists and stuff, but they're maybe not too good at just basic. Um, anyway, I thought it was interesting it's a bit. It's a bit. It's pushing it a bit far. I think. Uh, what well, I don't know what what will be next. I'm not sure. Well, now it's been done. No one else can go and just take Skippy as a fucking mask. I mean, I, it's not a mascot. It's like a proper. So that's the Why thing. Not? They're not talking about as they. It's an ambassador. Yeah, that's, that's the bit. Yeah. That's the bit. That's a bit of yeah. It's latest brand ambassador. That's kind of hmm, yeah. A bit iffy. It's jumping on. I can't the, say it's not original. I'll, I'll give him that. Well, yeah, that's you know what that's your you're right. Yeah, you should true. get full marks for. Can you imagine that meeting? <laughs> okay, like we're, we're our deal with such and such from Christ knows what reality show is 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 up. We need a new brand ambassador. We need something new. We need something fresh. Based, hopefully, kind of connected to the sea. And then somebody's sitting there thinking, shark. I want to say shark. Can I say shark? <laughs> if I say shark, maybe they'll laugh at me. If you find a shark that has an agent, you can't really pass that <laughs> up. How often is that going to happen? But the thing is, these people are, have obviously been already doing this work on the sharks. So it's not like Ulysse Nardana have come along and said, we're going to pay you to go and do this work. They're already out there wrestling these sharks. And then Ulysse Nardana have come along and be like, okay, can we... Give everybody a watch. Take, take a photograph of you with this... Yeah, everyone in the photograph has a watch. You can see everyone's watch. And yeah, and then we'll we'll give you... How much do you think it costs for that? Oh, if they're funding that whole O-Search thing and the boat and everything, it's fair, fair or whack. It's not, it's not like you. It's not just not peanuts. 
I mean, they've got to watch on the guy holding the blanket over the shark's head. Are they funding the fool thing? Well, no, but are they funding the fool no, thing? No, they're they're obviously a, like a major sponsor, as in you, you know what you'd call a major sponsor in some project rather than just a minor sponsor. I mean, they're, 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 they're handing over wads of cash. Uh, how much? I, I don't know. They're, I don't know. We might twenty twenty grand. Oh, is how much I think. No, it'd be way more than that. Way more. No, no, twenty grand, and a, they're already out there doing the work. Twenty grand, and everyone gets a watch. And all you have to do is take a photograph of everyone wearing a watch while you. They got to do videos. They got to. They got to. They got to. An old towel over it. That's what I like. The dude holds the towel over its head. He's he gets a watch too. I want that job. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, he looks a bit muscular. Yeah, he's than like, me. they're there. It's okay. It's okay. Just keep still. Just now. We're just. We're doing. I know you don't understand what I'm saying, but we're doing a watch promo video just now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're. <laughs> You're now a brand ambassador. <laughs> you may be the... Now we were hoping for Rolex and a deep sea tie-in, but we've had to settle for Yuli. He probably understands. Per- the the guy's a shark whisperer. I'm telling you. Is it? Okay, time for the Rogers talking about sharks. Enough. Uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, new. So it's um, yeah, hats off to him, I suppose, as Donald said, it's kind of a. These days, all they've got to be is different. They don't care. Well, Donald put a positive spin on this. It's great. It's, it's, I'm, being, I'm being the Michael. Michael's not here tonight. We got. I'm going to be the Michael. You know, you got to be. It's you got to appreciate it. How they've got that shark out. <laughs> I mean, you have to appreciate it. Smiling for the camera and everything. I mean, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, this is what you know. What's going to get on board? The the, 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 the market is the ecologists. Anyone that's the slightest bit green around the edges. Or, or, or full on full Monty Greeny. I mean, um, you know, <laughs> what do you call them? A- animal lovers, ecologists, ocean lovers, um, greens, everything. It's a, it's a massive market. It's it's perfect. Do they wear luxury watches? They well, do now. They're going to. I can't uh, imagine. Why do they put out a. Why do they put out a, 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 a. Well, that's true, actually. It's right the opposite of the spectrum luxury watches, isn't it? Yeah. Don't know. Well, obviously, yeah. they're trying. They're trying. Sante. Cheers. Yeah. No, my first thought was, and it's my last thought as well, was it's a bit, it's a bit out of the top. Don't, don't like it much. <laughs> I guess, like you say, it depends if it's the first of many. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm fear. That's what I'm last. worried about. Well, either way, it's kind of good for them. You know, last, they're the only ones that have done it, and they're the only ones that will do it, and that's it. You know, It's kind of putting a putting a, putting a a name or a, or, or a, 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 a being, for one better word, you know, on, 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 the, on the campaign. It's not just a... Not just like Rolex, where they pump money into different charities and different artworks and 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 um, projects. This is actually the the, the shark man. This has got the actual shark as an ambassador. It's brilliant. It's true. It's not a case of one-upmanship. It's not like when um, no Rolex went down to a certain depth and then Omega went down to a, a, mm. went deeper. They've they're they're thinking outside the, the well outside the box. box. Yeah, it's <laughs> not as if someone sponsored yeah. a dolphin and then. <laughs> You know, they decided True. to yeah. take it up to yeah. a shark and then next week it's a whale and, you know. We'll see if it goes further now. Maybe that's just, maybe the start of something. There'll be whales and elephants and giraffes and all sorts. Lions. Lions. Good. Rolex is going to be a lion, surely. They could they could strap a Rolex onto a lion, couldn't they? Let it run around the Serengeti or wherever it is. What I'm thinking is, what, what if this shark ends up biting some surfer? Uh-huh. You could have another tie-in then. No, they, they won't be claiming would be shark. because <laughs> no, they'll be like, "What do you? What do you remember? Do you remember anything about the traumatic experience 
Yeah, I had I had this huge watch on its <laughs> on its fin. <laughs> it looked like an aftermarket NATO strap, <laughs> or it looked like it had been like two part epoxied onto <laughs> its dorsal fin or something like that. It could it could could be something like that. Yeah, nah, I think they'd have to. They wouldn't get away with that. But um, well, next time there's a shark attack, we'll say, we'll blame it on UN, I suppose. And they happen a bit over here in WA every now and then. It's risky. It's a risky endorsement. It's like it is quite risky endorsing <laughs> some celebrity that that's got kind of yeah. Mm. There's a couple of kind of sordid sex stories going going about the person. It's, it's a bit like that. The what? Oh yeah 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 okay yeah a risky ambassador you mean? Mm. Yeah mm. yeah yeah. There's it's always like a risk. signed up Harvey Weinstein to a, to a deal or something. <laughs> I think I haven't heard anything bad about him just now. It, but you're kind of but we heard. We heard rumors. It's kind of like that to pick a great white. I mean, surely that'd be the end of, or maybe there's it's the whole. There's no such thing as bad publicity. A, yeah, a shark, true. Which was a, a a brand ambassador for a luxury watch company. Ate somebody. Bit no, no. They bit the hand off a surfer, oh. and then they make some kind of. I don't know, stump special edition or I'm not sure. I haven't thought it through. <laughs> and they give they give the surfer a watch and they say, Oh, sorry, I haven't got something to put it on. Uh, it <laughs> slides off. <laughs> I see they're also backing a wildlife conservation group to explore anyway. Yeah, it's um it's been done. Good. Move yeah, moving on. <laughs> okay, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the new Bulova? Bulova. Bulova. You see that? Have you seen it, Donald? Uh, no. What what new Bulover? Uh, I was hoping you'd seen it because like I don't remember Electronic. I've, I've seen it. I was, was about to say, is it Accutron? Um... I can't. No, it's different though, but it's a, yeah. Yeah, no, different, but sort of. What's it called? Oh, I forget. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I should have researched this. Space View? <laughs> no, we'll call it that. <laughs> no. We'll... Yeah, no, it's not a space view. view Doesn't matter. It's a space view. It's, I think I, I couldn't find actually, it. Actually, talking of, I was editing our last episode, Rob, and when I was talking about concept watches from AP, yep, and how they're not actually concept things like you get concept cars. Yep, yep, it's a different yep. thing. And then I realized concept watches at AP are just what they call properly limited edition stuff. So they get limited edition stuff the same that all the other brands have where they have yeah. 200 or 1,000 or 5,000 or mm-hmm. 10,000, depending on some of these companies. And then the concept one is an actual true limited edition. It's for the people. It's for like the really big. Or it's one of the limited hitters, editions. As yeah. you would call them, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. One of the limited edition series, they call them concept watches. Yeah, yeah. You could say that. So I remember seeing this Belova. Accutron, Space View 2020, off the top of my head, <laughs> as a concept or something maybe a year ago, maybe really? less than that. Some oh, pictures, yeah. Okay. And I thought it looked really cool. And I remember everyone else in our little crew said it looked really cool as well. Mm, I can't actually find anything on the one where I thought I'd seen it, that new one. Um, Just go into her dinky. Oh, I d- <laughs> it a donkey or a dinky? The, the resins. <laughs> reminds me a bit of the resins. You reckon? A, a more complicated looking. I think it's just the circles on the dial. Yes, possibly. And yeah, the, and the shape of the case a little bit. Have you found Accutron this yet? Accutron Space View. You're right. Space View. 
Yeah, just found it, yeah. And you can actually, if you go to Hidinki, you can see the, the hand moving and the, the movement whirring away and that sweeping hand. It's pretty cool, actually. Have you actually um, seen a, a resonance in the flesh? Um, I know somebody did a review on... One. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, okay. The Chrono yeah. Trooper did one, but I can't remember, and he's part of our crew, mm. but I can't remember if I've actually seen his okay. one or not. Because that's kind of one of those watches you have to see in the, or you have to handle to, to, to get get it, I think. Most yeah. of the restaurants' watches, uh, but I know what you mean. There's a bit of a uh, sort of resemblance, but it's it's it'd stop when you actually picked them up and looked at them, um, I think. Yeah, the space. Well, view. you don't know, you've never seen one of these, Rob. These? <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah. How much? So maybe people, maybe people pick these up and they say this is just like a resins. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Uh, and maybe they don't. Three, What's the price? Hang on, I'm looking at this thing. Uh, the price is apparently quite exorbitant. Three and a half thousand. I don't think that's that bad. That's I know, all right. I know, I know. The guys. I thought it was more. The guys at um, Scottish watches were complaining about how it's too expensive. Really? I think for the look of it, the design. Exactly. Something completely different. Let's face it. Anything that's different and just to look at it and it see it vibrating more. away like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually the first time I've looked at a proper video. Actually, it's quite impressive. That's not expensive. Sorry, it looks a bit like that Zenith, Zenith with the yes, yep. that vibrating yep. thing. But this, but this works. Hopefully, uh, I get your resonance look now when you look down at the sort of bit of the profile, a bit of side on there, a bit resonancey. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I accept your apology, Rob. Yeah, I, I didn't apologize. I'm not going to either. It's not yeah, that close. I, I accept anyway. It's not that close. Four thousand dollars for the limited edition. That's uh, it's, I saw you three to four, but it's US. No, it's not cheap, but I think it's worth it. I still think it's worth it. Yep. Are you gonna get one? I think Donald should get one. I wouldn't mind actually. I, I like the vintage version of it. Uh, always have done. But uh... yeah, exactly. Well, this, this is not my problem. Okay. The thing is, you get this watch. That's right. It's got the what has it got? The hydrostatic. What do they call it? The um, electrostatic drive system. Something goes wrong. Well, who are you going to take it to? Okay, where are you going to take it? <laughs> you, you, you can't just sort of give it to your watchmaker. I can't pull it up. I can pull it up myself, but I couldn't put it back together. And that's that's the crucial part. Putting it back together. It's a system which is so different, which is why I think the price is is okay. Obviously, you'd have to send it back to Boulevard if it if something went wrong. But that's the problem with me for these. That's the why I don't have a raison. So I know I know Benoit. I just back. I used to see him often. The the Bresson guy. Uh, that's why I don't. I'm not a massive fan of silicon escapements in the in UN stuff and different different brands. All these different things which make it impossible for a normal watchmaker. I'm not saying a normal mall guy, but a well trained watchmaker should be able to fix pretty much any AP, any any GG, any things you know which has got. But you start bringing this new stuff into it, and it just can't be fixed uh, outside of the. The, the mothership okay somebody brings in uh an omega old omega hummer into you rob can you fix that no but i wouldn't <laughs> i don't know anyone can fix it no no i know guys that would though i mean you know you there's decent watchmakers there's old guys that could could fix it or that they, would be able to get the parts you know this thing it's a different next level three thousand four hundred and fifty us which is three four fifty yeah it's almost five grand I would think that this is just a straight up movement exchange, anyway. Yeah, probably. I guess. Yeah. No one's no one's changing. You're you're getting a full new movement on it. Yeah. Right? Well, that's true. No one's no one's servicing. Yeah, this. but that's now, Alex. What about in twenty years, or thirty years, or forty years time? 
50 years when they've got no movements mm. left and yet they want to yeah, yeah. you, then you bin it basically it's like a, a quartz switch eventually yeah you bin well it depends on what happens now i suppose it depends on you know popularity of it yeah how it's how it's embraced i mean the tuning forks like you mentioned the hummers um because there is you know a i think there is a circle of people that are still quite into those uh the amigas and the I know the other brand, obviously the Bulliver. Um, do you have? Did you say you have an old one? I've had, um, I've had two Amiga tuning forks in the past. Okay. Um, so, not so a Bulliver though. You know, not the actual uh, Bulliver. No. Yeah, okay. I like the old green ones. They were quite no, cool. Never had never had I, I would have one then though. I wouldn't mind one. Though. I don't know what they go for. Whether they. Our mate Desi, other um, friend of the show, greatest living Scot Scotsman in the Melbourne watch community he's got a tuning fork um a space view which i think has been i think it's like a refurbished one or or whatever but it's, it's wonderful to look at and it's nice and small i think the look of this i don't imagine his one was super expensive maybe a couple of grand maybe but mm. this i think is worth the extra money yeah. for the looks of it because it is such a kind of startling look about mm. it basically yeah I didn't actually read the whole thing to, to, to see if it's it's a totally different system with this electrostatic thing. I think it is. <laughs> yeah, it's I not. think it is. That, that's what I that's what I sort of gathered. So it's not it's quite it's kind of looks a bit like the old one, but I don't know if it's actually much like the old one. It looks like they've they've made quite a like a, it is something different. Yeah. Mm. Like it's got yeah, the look of the old one, but it looks like it's they've you know haven't just done a remake, so that's good. I guess it depends how many of them they sell. That's the thing to think yeah. about. Are they going to critical? Is mass. it going to move out of the limited edition yeah. thing? Because that could make it more appealing if it's not only going to be available in limited edition, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a, a few of them made. Then you can think, okay, this might be worthwhile getting more involved in. But if there's but still, only two thousand of them ever made, for, for, yeah, but yeah, no, I know, yeah. Even then, you still can't take it to to anyone, right? You know, for five grand or four grand, you can get a lot of other stuff around um which is is a really attractive indies or small you know micro brands different brand stuff you know your russian guys or which is all handmade you know there's there's other stuff out there you, you get above that price and you can you sort of open starts opening up your opportunity your, your, your um choices a bit i don't know and i guess the unknown aspect of the movement whereas you don't know it's yeah. kind of uncharted territory and you don't know how reliable it's going to be like the old tuning forks um i know people in work have said about those like if you if you if they hit if they hit something they just take a knock it doesn't have to be anything too big yeah and it just throws it out completely and maybe it's the same thing with this or maybe the fact that this is different is because they designed it to not have that as an issue the thing is if they're only making two thousand of them the number of issues and stuff like it it's not really worth their while being concerned about fixing things true for another generation if it's a limited edition of 2000 like they don't no offense to to them but they couldn't give a fuck about like making the next series better because there isn't a next series so they're just like we'll just fix it as it as it as it goes and we'll just replace the movements as they come back but they're not really going to change it change anything about it unless it's just something simple like you need to change a a gasket or a little bit here and there if it's if it's a major problem with the movement they're not going to not going to be arsed doing it I imagine it's pretty modular. I'm just looking at the front with those motors and stuff. Um, you know, each end of the motor that looks like something that just pops out or screws a new one in. But it's made by Miyota, you know, so it's going to be. It's it's not going to be the most oh, expensive, well, yeah. well finished movement. Miyota slash Accutron, Accutron quartz resonator with dual stepper. Yeah, it's not going to be anything over over the top. 
but yeah, I guess I'll have to make you know a few few decades worth of parts and in the cupboard kind of thing, really. I just can't stop looking at this hand buzzing around now. Yeah, it's quite cool, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's yeah. yeah, it's um the exploded view looks really cool. There's some some stuff there. It almost looks like a jet turbine or something when you see when you look at the dial. It looks yeah, looks like a jet engine or something. The way it's kind of spinning spinning around. Then you get the kind of great smooth sweep of the second hand as well. It'd be great to see one in person. I doubt we ever will, but it'd be nice to see one. Yeah, interesting. I kind of kind of liked it. I mean, the the the, the most similar thing I suppose to the old one is the color and the motor sort of. I mean, the, the coil showing there. Really, I don't know. Obviously, I've outsourced the stuff. No, no, nothing's made in the original place or anything. But I mean, you know, the Japanese can do it as good as anybody else. So why not? Okay, do you want to do some uh, Instagram recommendations already? Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah, Michael here. I'm gonna go. Doing, for... We're doing under two hours now. That's the. That's ah, the that's true. True. Now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Someone else can go first because I still haven't. I'm gonna find it. I reckon. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna have to stop doing this. I'm just gonna say pass because. Uh, no. I never know which ones not. we've already done. We need some sort of database here. We all have access to. Well, Anthony did a database for his ones so yeah yeah but start doing... well, we may, maybe we should just get organized and do our own but then we don't know what he's done what they've done either no we do though because we've got access to that I oh, can give you are, are to we that. supposed to have listened to that we wish we have but i forget all the ones i have, have but i still no, can't, I I can't remember the ones that we did <laughs> me either <laughs> i've only done clue. this is my only my 37th podcast with you i think and then yeah. i did what well, I did only that's quite a lot that's counting counting romans and yeah, but um, and I just forget. I I don't know. I can't see how I've possibly ticked off thirty seven names for people to go and follow. But anyway, we'll try. So, well, who's yours? I'm I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. You're not playing. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Maybe I'll wait and see. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm still actually just bringing mine up just now. Okay, I'll go um... then. <laughs> no go. <laughs> Yeah, hey, Madonna. Who? You or me? Hey, <laughs> no. well, Donald gone to sleep. You there, Donald? Oh yeah, still here. He's, don't go away. He's, don't I'm go away. Looking up a, you, a, yeah, an exactly. Instagram recommendation. <laughs> uh, don't just give. Want me just to spit out three of them to cover everybody? Oh my goodness, what well, a actually, bunch! I was of... looking at the one that the last one with um, Roman and Adam and their guest Charlie. He had three again. Like I don't know what's. Oh, we covered them. They're done. We're at their stuff. What's going on? Yeah, how's that possible? I mean, Max gets three. <laughs> I think just everyone's getting getting them all over the place. Well, I was gonna I was gonna give one to not follow and one to follow. Okay. Oh, good. Is maybe your one to not follow is the same as the my one to follow? Though. <laughs> I reckon my one to not follow was um watch superstars and all these just pictures of Patek. I mean, they're good photos, but just Pateks of Pateks, Rolex, basically, which is just annoying. Watch superstars. Don't follow. Watch superstars. But <laughs> no, you can't. We can't. I've had, I've had a lovely conversation with Watch Superstars. No, they're good actually. They're good. It's a, it's a nice guy, but the photos are just all the same. <laughs> you know, I've had great. I've had quite nice conversation with him on the podcast next week. <laughs> You'll have to have him on. We're too late now. We don't have to mention that. We don't have to. You don't have to link him. But we're going to link the ones that are mentioned. Uh, have we had analog shift already? Since you two old chooks can't find something, I'll go. I think you've had it. Oh. <laughs> no, I haven't. I think you've had analog shift before. No, I haven't. I haven't ticked. I haven't. Can't find him. I haven't ticked him off. I don't think. And then there's some other list that I lost. <laughs> Have I? Really? I can cross it out. 
I'll give you another one. Yeah, good, because I'm still trying to get my one. Uh, so you want me to cross that analog shift doesn't count. Okay. What about beveled bridges? Beveled bridge. Beveled bridge. Breveled, beveled bridge. Not breveled, like the sandwich maker, but beveled. <laughs> Not breveled bridge. <laughs> Beveled bridge sounds familiar as well. I guess I guess the 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 um the important message here is everyone needs to have more original names. Oh yes, everything's far too watch orientated. Yes, I agree. I I reckon we should have one per show, not one per person. I'm trying to get rid of followers. I, every time I, I, yeah. I my current thing is one in one out. <laughs> so it's gonna, every time I follow someone, I've got to unfollow somebody else. But anyway. That's fine. That's mine. <laughs> that's not a thing. Yeah, it is. Beveled Bridge. Okay. Beveled Bridge. Yeah. Breville Bridge. Burp, 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 burp. Nice alliterative name. I can appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I've got mine. Oh, you got yours. It's a good one. That's what they always say before the dud. <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit of a controversial one. Right. It's the guy who had a go at you recently. <laughs> on one of instagram so this this is a great it's a great story actually i think <laughs> what story i i forgot the story i remember there was someone at a game so a, a while ago there was a review we love when people give us reviews on their podcatcher of choice as they say on scottish watches so we had a review by someone circle jerk what was he said <laughs> Do you remember this? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I thought he was talking about something else. Is it the same guy? I don't know. No, yeah, I don't yeah, remember. I don't same remember guy. Yeah, so it's, um, the, yeah, the title of his his review on uh, Apple Podcasts was Inside Baseball Circle Jerk. <laughs> One star. And the comment was, are you guys aware <laughs> that this is available for everyone to listen to? <laughs> Which I took that... <laughs> I thought that was great. Like I think, I, and I I reposted it and tagged him in the post on on Instagram and said like we finally made it. Like when you've got like a hater, when someone hates the stuff exactly. you're doing, and is this venomous? So that I thought that was the end of it. But then after the recent episode with Scaramanga, oh, and then he reposted right. on Instagram, is that the same and he guy came in and said because I didn't even know. Yeah, because because um. I'm like frantically looking for this now, by the way. Because we um, said, or, or one of us called out the brands for jumping on the Black Lives It was Scaramanga. He said that. Yeah. Bless. yeah he's, he's probably right. Yeah, who cares? Anyway, this guy said we were terrible racists or something. So then I jumped in and, and Rob had to go back at him saying, no, you calling a racist or something like that. And I said, it's okay, Rob. It's our super fan, the guy that left the terrible <laughs> review on on Apple on Apple Podcast. But the good news is that was from the review he gave was from the seventh of July, and even though he rated us one star, he is He's still, still listening. listening. A month, he's listening a month later. Are like, you out that's there? The best are you out there now? Are you, are you listening to this? Level. He, he wants to see if he wants to see if it's reached one and a half stars. You know. But he, but then he blocked us when I said that he was when I called him a super fan. <laughs> we then we then we got into the top ten. The guys from uh, Denmark, and then we got into the top ten on Apple Podcasts in Denmark. And I posted that on Instagram and tagged him in it and said like, "Thanks very much to this guy." <laughs> but so, 
But anyway, he's blocked us now, but I want my Instagram oh. recommendation is to Niels, M-P-E, N-I-E-L-S, M-P-E. Niels. And I can't, I can't follow him anymore because he's blocked the fifth wrist one and he's blocked the watch regulator one. But if you ever on it, I'm, I'm not trying to be a, a dick here because I thought it was, I was just trying to be funny. I wasn't trying to like, be a dick <laughs> or anything. Like I'm a dick to enough people. But he's got, he's got some cool watches. He's got um, an AP. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's got some Grand Seiko. I remember when he made the comment, I said that's, I just said it's bollocks and I don't forget what, it, what the comment was, but then, and I, and I was going to be much more. Yeah. He's got some, he take, he takes good, he takes good photographs. Maybe he's listened to, he's listened to all the episodes where my mum was calling you a terrible racist. Well, I hope he listens to this one because uh, some of those, some of those people up there, they take themselves very seriously in everything they do, which is kind of not my policy, but um, yeah, good on him. <laughs> good on him. <laughs> you were you were very defensive though. I was I felt a bit bad for you because you were. Why? I, I think you felt like it was a personal personal. No, nah, it wasn't for me. It was it was Scaramanga. Like you... It wasn't me even. I did. I didn't even make the comment. He was having a go at our guest, and I was just having poking a stick back. That's all. Uh, <laughs> and I could have been much worse. Believe me, knowing knowing the amount of Scandinavians and Danish that I do and how they are, I could have been much worse. And much can you more. stop? We're number ten in Denmark, okay? Can you not? Not anymore. Can you not ruin this for us. You're gonna no, probably not anymore. <laughs> you can um, edit. You so can yeah, edit this crap out, okay? If you don't like it, otherwise, I'll just say what I want to say. What? No. <laughs> Everything stays unless you ask for someone to bleep it out. So yeah, N I E L S M P E. That's my good on you, Niels. Pick the good week. on you, mate. Yeah. Super fan. So he's on the podcast next? Or? He could be. Honestly, I would have him on. Like, I'd be quite happy to have a chat. With, not, not in an aggressive way or anything. I'd have a chat with him if he wanted to get in on the circle jerk. <laughs> Leave me out of this. You to jerk yourself, though. Yeah. Um, Donald. Donald, have you got somebody to go follow? Oh, dear. How do I... Um, oh. I don't know. Um, I don't... I'm not on Instagram. You must follow much. at least one. You must follow at least one watch account that isn't me. You'll laugh because I, I do chat with a um, a watch fan by the name of Amiga Watch Lover, and that is actually their name. That's her name on <laughs> Instagram. It kind of gets the message across yeah. quite well. What's wrong with that one? Can't you use that one? Yeah, sure. That that can be my shout out. Yeah, Amiga, Amiga Watch Lover. Very like dedicated collector who you know has similar taste Erica. to me. Yeah, that's the one. I do not follow Erica, but I'm going to... Do you follow her, Rob? Don't think so. As I was saying, it doesn't sound for me. Omega Watch. Omega Watch Love only. Omega uh, Watch Lover Erica. No, no, I don't. No. Cool old watch, though. Cool. Good wow. to see. Got some good cool one, watches. Donald. Yeah, she takes good photos and... Oh, she has got a Geneva. Typical ones. Got some, wow, some cool stuff there. I was going to um wear my Vespa Omega for Donald, but I didn't. I couldn't find it. Oh, I saw the photo of it, though. I'm sure you've seen photos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the story with that? Well, I just found it some of one day years ago. Funnily enough, it's well before I was on Instagram. Did I tell you that story? I told you, Alex, didn't I? Don't know. Tell me again. I've got bad memory from all the alcohol abuse. Yeah, but everyone else listening, they've probably heard it three times. So sorry, everyone, if you heard the story before. I just... love it as well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, when I was at RM. I was in the shop and I had some guy owed me some money for something, for some work I'd done or some parts I'd sent him or some bits and pieces or something in uh, in Holland, Amsterdam. This and, and and then a Christian Hagen. You know Christian Hagen? 
the guy with the lock. Oh Jesus! Here we no, go. No, that wasn't him. Yeah. But he actually on his on his Insta feed, this he had a picture that popped up of the of that watch. Um, and I said, "Oh, awesome, Christian! Thanks for that. Thanks for the heads up. I've got a you know I've got a I've got a Vespa. I think I need that watch." And he said, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And didn't didn't. And then um and it just happens that yeah, I knew another guy up there, and I said, "Look, you owe me whatever this was. Go go and negotiate for that that watch at um amsterdam watch company which is like a really good pre-owned watch shop in amsterdam i've been there it's an awesome shop i said go around there and try and get the watch from me if they still got it so he did next thing it turned up in the mail at, at, at the at the boutique and it was just it's stunning i loved it and i've still got it i mean that was that was at least i don't know how long ago that was uh 10 years not 10 years ago eight years ago maybe uh but it was it was thanks to christian hagen then i had a bit of a had a bit of a bash at him the other day, but um, <laughs> that I actually really saw did. the watch. But since then, so many people have have asked me about it and offered to, or wanted to buy it, and I I said no, 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 it's not for sale. But I've not found another one. And everyone and some of the guys have gone off and looked for them for far, far and wide, and never found another one. So I don't know if it's something kind of how many they made or what. I, I'm assuming it was an Italian. It's a Seamaster Deville, wasn't it? Uh, it's um, it's probably even before, it's probably like. Yes, I've seen Master Deal. Exactly, that's what it would be. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. But I don't. Yeah. So if you've if you've seen another one, grab it because they're apparently pretty rare. But it's not like doesn't look shonky or anything like the printing on the. No, 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 it's not. Really, no, it's a, it's a proper proper. Looks great. Like it looks yeah. like it could have been printed by by, by, by Daniel Wellington. I mean, by, <laughs> by sorry, Daniel Wellington. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is why it's nice. And then I gave it to the my. Had a couple of mates working in the mega boutique in Geneva, and they, uh, one guy in particular, watchmaker, and he gave a little service. He put in an original Omega Croco strap on it with an Omega, original Omega Adion buckle from about the same time. Mind you, it's, it's yeah. I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think the second hand's original. Um, and there's something else about it which was probably modified, but it's been sold and had so many services that I don't really care. But it's cool. It's a cool old watch. Okay, I'll keep a lookout. If if I can find one, how much would you pay for it? Uh, I don't actually know. Um, Five grand? Uh, I was going to say a couple of grand, easy, because you'll sell it for much more than that. But yeah, something between a couple and three or four grand, I guess. I don't know. It's I've had offers for more than that, so you must be able to sell it for that, surely. It probably cost me about, I don't know how much it cost me, probably a, a thousand, or it was less than, I think it was less than, a, was well under a thousand francs. So it was... Um, yeah, don't know. Anyway, it's a cool watch. I like it. Donald, are people allowed to come and follow you on Instagram? Yeah, sure. Yeah, they can join me in my 12 or 13 followers. Yeah. Uh, just Donald Reed, or, or maybe it's Donald.Reed. Uh, yeah. So he says Donald. He says Donald, not Donald. I know. I feel mm. like I've been saying it wrong all this time. No, he's been saying it wrong his whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what does he know? I get away with it because of the accent. Well, I don't, but I don't, yeah. Um, Donald Reed. Donald, or don't, don't Don't read. read. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Donald, 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 Donald. Um, mm-hmm. Alex is just anxious. We're getting eight minutes away from our two-hour time. He's trying. To, he's going to try and wrap us up, but we just let's just drag him out until 1.59, 59 seconds. Um, Donald. No, then I have to... No, it's fine, because we can have lots of bits to cut out. Or not lots of bits, but there'll be bits here and there we'll cut out anyway, so... Uh, if yeah, you want to true, run it up to one, one hour 59 minutes you can do that you oh, need so to go we can, well over we, you need to go like Michael we can do, Woods oh we can do two and a half hours I Michael Woods oh my goodness yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay lots of genes there yeah okay good yep 
Right. Look at how cool is that picture? The third picture. Do you see that one where he's got sunglasses on? How cool does he look in that photograph? Does he not look My like a, a catalog model? He looks like something out of someone, some Hollywood dude. One of those um, stuff me mushrooms. Yeah, it's like a kind of yeah, almost okay. James James Dean type. Yeah, quite like James Deanish. And unfortunately, none of that outfit was mine. Yeah, that was for a uh, that was for a friend's shop. So, um, don't know the Memovox. Is that yours? Memovox. It Memovox. was mine. Yeah, that was a cool watch. Very cool. It just the La Culture as well. Just the American market, not when they weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Gigi, La Culture. La Culture. Yeah. Okay. What's yeah, that's a great to watch. That's back with the uh back with the watch gallery which is where i got it from i eventually gave it back to him so i could get another amiga watch gallery in melbourne mm. is that the one where the guys get the super mullet or is that the other one <laughs> oh that doesn't ring a bell uh is that are you talking about yourself <laughs> i do not have a mullet let alone a super mullet i don't remember when i was an older guy like gray hair super it, mullet it was watch time no, no, there's the one that's in the little arcade place. I've been in both, but um, I'm not sure. Watch gallery. I don't know. I don't know the guys there enough. I've only been in the shops a couple of times, and I don't really know the guys that run them. If you can't remember someone with a super mullet, then I guess you haven't met him. No, I don't. probably not then. Not then, probably. <laughs> good, good. Right, out. moving right along. Right, Rob, what do we have to do? What'd you say? Good night. Good night. Oh, good night. Yeah. Got to go and follow everybody and like and subscribe and everything else. That's all. What was the thing? I was going to ask, I was going to say just we need to say one thing. And I was thinking earlier on, I was thinking, what's the one Slack. thing to ask people to do? But then they've got to basically send an email, haven't they? They've got to contact us, right? I mean, if they want to... Yeah, you think that's too intrusive that they've got... I think we should be asking for more more criticism. We should be asking for criticism. Okay. Either way, any other way. Let's make it one thing. Why not go and watch... So just we'll do one thing an episode. Go and check out Rob's youtube channel geneva <laughs> underscore blue underscore is that your youtube thing he just did a recent youtube video oh, it's a cracker brand new video he's missed <laughs> one for the last month go and check that out he's got a lovely hat on he goes into agriculture and i've got it on right now i get a mention which i'm always happy that's good about. and my favorite bit is at the beginning you talk about how cold it is there and you need a hat and then you say Actually, it's bloody warm here. I need to take no, all it's this shit off. It's because it warmed me up. You're so ch- you change your mind. You, you had the hat on for like two seconds. You're like, oh, it's so cold here. I better put this hat on. Oh, no, that's enough now. No, hat I off. come out with a hat off. For goodness so you, sake. I had the hat on for the last hour before that. And I was sitting here. But then my I had my Swiss wind cheater <laughs> jacket on. It was way too hot. Once, I, once the heater started getting effective, started coming into play, then it got too hot. But anyway. And I also I also liked when you said you did a wristwatch check, but you just had you were just kind of holding the watch. Yeah, I didn't even have it on. I was too that, slow. <laughs> I was too fast for myself. <laughs> ahead of your I'm time. Not... You what? Take your time. Ahead of your time. But yeah, ahead of your time. I thought you were going. I thought you were saying time. stay on time. You're going to wrap it up already. Anyway, we can wrap it up now. Poor yeah, Donald, he's sitting yeah. there going, "What the heck are these stay guys banging on about?" So we can do the stay on time. Donald, say stay on time. Stay on time. Fifth Wrist is by the community for the community. We would love you to join the crew via our group chat on Slack. 
email us at contact at fifthwrist.com and join the movement.